Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the EMF Podcast. So, it's been a hot minute, and I apologize for the delay, but sometimes, especially as a smaller content creator, it can be a little difficult to get a good interview. I am fortunate enough to have a job where I interact with people who do a lot of traveling and come from all walks of life. And with these different experiences and backgrounds come unique stories and encounters. Today I will be sharing one such story from a friend of mine at work. This is a really good one and I feel very grateful and actually humbled that he decided to share this story. He said that I'm actually the first person that he's ever told this to and I'm really glad he did. I've never heard a story like this before. It's it's very unique and I really hope that you all enjoy listening just as much as I did. I'm your host Ron King and this is episode 3, Coincidence or Consequence. The uh, the incident I had, um, I've actually had a couple of them um, from high school. Um, the first one involved a, a very real dream that I had uh, my uh, this summer going into my senior year of high school. So I was, I was about 16 and a half. Um, and in this dream... Um, I found myself in uh, what I would describe as hell, um, you know, fire, brimstone, um, you know, very, very real. Um, I, I felt like I was awake, I was conscious, I was aware of everything, I, I you know, had total control of what was taking place, um, you know, in this encounter that I had. And in this encounter, I had, uh, you know, I met with a, a, a demon-like um, uh, being, and I was forced to choose um, which one of my two best friends would uh, live or die. They were in a uh, in a uh, scale type, a cage scale type system. Um, and one of them, uh, my friend uh, Bert, he was on my uh, high school wrestling team. Uh, he was a year uh, ahead of me. Uh, you know, very much my older brother, somebody that I uh, looked up to, admired, uh, you know, great athlete. And the uh, second person was my friend Rochelle, uh, who I met uh, working a summer job. Um, you know, uh, my first. Uh, I, I would say probably like adult friend outside of uh, my high school experience. And so in this dream, I, I was uh, I was forced to choose and I, I wouldn't be allowed to leave uh, until I made this choice. Uh, and that, that was presented to me by the, uh, the demonic uh, appar- apparition, the demonic being that um, I encountered. So I, I made the, the choice. Um, that my uh, friend Rochelle uh, was going to be the one who I wanted to live. And so uh, as soon as I made that choice, um, I, I immediately came to, um, woke up, 
you know, from, from a deep, deep sleep. Again, very real. Uh, it took me a little while to reacquaint myself with, uh, you know, my, my surroundings and my bedroom. Um, and so I thought, you know, it was just a very uh, weird encounter. Um, I kind of pushed it back, you know, to, to the back of my brain. Um, and didn't think anything of it until about uh, three months later uh, when my friend Bert uh, drowned in a, uh, a swimming accident. And uh, it, it kind of started to nag at me a little bit, but you know, I, I thought it was just kind of coincidence. Um, and then uh, a year and a half later, um, my friend Rochelle, uh, who's also, uh, you know, who's the one I chose to live, uh, was diagnosed with cancer. Uh, and you know, she had uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma and she had to go through, uh, you know, a, a lot of uh, treatments, chemotherapy and stuff like that. Um, you know, got you know, very, very thin, uh, very uh, weak as, as she was going through the treatments. But um, luckily she, uh, she, she made it through and, and she's, she's doing okay. Um, so, uh, one of the things um, that happened between my friend passing away and, um, you know, my friend Rochelle's cancer diagnosis and recovery was, um, we were uh, coming back from a track and field meet uh, way out in Eastern Colorado. So, you know, we're talking six hour bus ride there, six hour bus ride back. And on the way back from this uh, track meet, we were telling ghost stories in the back of the bus. And they were getting pretty intense and, and some of the folks were getting uh, worked up. Um, in fact, one of my friends who lived uh, right next to our high school, you know, literally a block away, uh, refused to uh, go home by himself. He, he begged me to give him a ride home, which I, I, I gladly did. Um, and as I uh, was driving to uh, my parents' house uh, on my way back home, which was seven miles out of town, up you know the windy uh, canyon road in the, in the foothills of Colorado, uh, some uh, weird things started to happen. And so the first of those, uh, I, was, I was alone uh, in my truck, uh, you know, driving along. Uh, and the first uh, big turn that uh, takes you out of town, you pass by a subdivision, and then there's another uh, curve that goes around. It's a, it's a giant S turn, basically. And as I was driving uh, through the second uh, part of the S curve, I heard something loud like feet uh, landing on the uh, roof of my truck. Uh, there was an audible bang, um, you know, the, I could hear the metal flex down and then flex back up. And I, I was uh, pretty freaked out by that. So uh, I immediately uh, punched it. Um, and so drove, drove very fast until I got off the main road, um, made the right hand turn to, to head up um, to my parents' house, and everything was going well. I, I pretty much calmed down until uh, I was making the, the last 
turn on the dirt road um, to, to get to my parents' house. Uh, and as I was driving past the volunteer uh, fire station, which always has a light on, um, I caught something uh, reflected in my uh, passenger side window. And it, it was uh, red in color, which was not the, the color of the firehouse light. The firehouse light was you know, basically a bright yellow light. And so I caught this image out of my right eye. And as I turned to look at it, it was my friend Bert's face. And it turned, looked at me, smi he smiled, and then uh, disappeared. Um, so, you know, my heart's pounding at this point. Um, I made it uh, to my parents' house. Um, I, I was still pretty freaked out, and uh, I decided to uh, crack open the door of my truck to see if I could hear any crickets, any birds, anything, because I figured if uh, there is no sound, that means that there's probably something there that's going to try, try and potentially get me or scare me again. And so, uh, fortunately, you know, I heard some crickets and stuff like that, so I dashed into my house, and, and uh, that's, that's been my experience. Damn. So, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, I've, you know, I've always uh, been, I wouldn't say superstitious, but I would say aware um, that there may be other planes of existence. Um, I've, I've had other um, odd uh, phenomena happen, nothing as real as, as what I just shared, but, um, you know, you, you get the, the sense of being watched, and then when you turn, you know, there's nothing there, you know, uh, the you know, potential for, you know, other presences and stuff like that, so I'm, I try to be very respectful of that, um, and, and to keep an open mind, so I appreciate you allowing me uh, the opportunity to be on the, the Boo Boys. <laughs> Um, broadcast and, and to share my story so thank you very much yeah heck yeah thanks I really appreciate you doing this because I remember the first time you kind of told me this in passing I thought it was really an interesting story um, something I hadn't really heard about before um, kind of gave me the chills honestly um, so yeah I kind of wanted to talk more about that um, so whenever you were in your dream it, you said it felt like you were completely lucid, like you were completely in control of what you were doing, your actions, aware. Correct. So. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, you know, I, I was I was in um, you know this uh, held space, right? Um, for for lack of a better word, but yes, I, I was fully uh, fully in control. Um, I, you know, sights, smells, uh, you know, feeling the heat. Um, and then also, you know, knowing that I wanted to wake up and not being able to, the, the, uh, presence that I encountered in my dream, um, basically said that I could not go until I made, uh, the choice that I made. Right. And that's one thing is like, you were completely aware that you were in a dream and you said you felt the heat. Like, yes. was it sort of like, how would you describe that? So it, it was, um, it, it, you know, I, I would say it was 
uh, very hot, kind of desert heat, very dry. Um, but you could smell smoke like it was, you know, like burning, you know, kind of, uh, you know, kind of lava type. That's crazy. Uh, type atmosphere. And yeah, it was, it was uh, all uh, subterranean cave-like. So you had stalactites, stalagmites. Um, and it was, uh, you know, it, it was a very troubling experience to, uh, to, to be going through knowing that there's no way that this could possibly be real, but also not being able to right. escape until I, uh, you know, uh, made, made the, the choice that was required of me uh, in order to basically get myself free and, and wake back up. Yeah, so you said your friends, they were in, like, did you say they were in cages? Yes. So uh, if, I, if I was going to describe it as anything, it would be similar to um, the cages that you see at the beginning of Monty Python Search for the Holy Grail when there's when the they're trying the witch it, it, was, it, was, it was very very similar to to that um, you know to, to where it's it's a full you know stand up um, you know kind of bell shaped cage um, you know that, that fits you know one or, or potentially two people and each of my friends were wearing this. It was almost like a, a, a giblet or a giblet, like you would almost encounter in like uh, medieval times when they would, you know, uh, put a criminal in there, basically, you know, as their form of punishment. So then there's, you said it was almost like you were in a cave, so there's no sky or anything. It was just... no sky. Yeah. It, it, huh. So it was, it was basically just, uh, from what I could perceive, it was it was a giant underground cavern. Red, black, uh, lights, uh, you know, yellow from the flames. Right. Um, yeah. I'm just picturing it. I'm just... Minecraft has ruined me. I'm just picturing the nether. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Just less blocky. Um, but... So this, um, this demon thing, what did he look like? Uh, kind of, uh, like your, I guess, classic... Uh, devil, uh, you know, probably similar to uh, you know the, the two horns, uh, red skin, um, you know, red body, uh, horns, yellow eyes. Okay, interesting. Did he have like a very um, unique kind of voice? Uh, it, it was very, it was very deep. Um, no accent, just a very um, sonorous uh, type type voice. Um, you know, almost you know, kind of. If I was going to compare the sound, it would be similar to uh, what Darth Vader would sound like. Just a very, okay. uh, you know, without the raspy breathing, but a very um, in charge, present, deep male voice. So how long did it feel like you were trapped in the dream? Uh, it, it felt um, like you know, it, it felt like hours when really it was you know minutes is you know like a deep REM sleep type of a thing. Right. Um, you know, so it, fe it felt like an eternity uh, while I was uh, while I was 
asleep, but when I woke up, the little time had actually passed in the, in the waking world. Did you ever um, tell either of your friends about this dream after you had it, or? No, no, I, I have not. Uh, I have not shared this uh, story. Uh, you know, with Bert, I, I didn't get a chance, um, and then with uh, Rochelle, you know, that's uh, one of those things where you know, it, I, I think it's better left unsaid. Uh, you know, I don't want to weird her out or, or anything like that. I'm beginning to question if we should air this. <laughs> well, uh, I, I won't tell her that it's on the air. So okay. <laughs> So, and I'm not using last names or anything like that. So. Right. But no, that's, that's interesting. I was wondering if, like, maybe you told them and maybe you, you had a laugh about it or... I, I, I've thought about it uh, a couple of times, um, but, you know, uh, in, in the moment, um, you know, we're, 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 you know, we're sitting down and having long chats, right. uh, catching up about stuff. Um, you know, never really kind of, there's never really kind of an opening to it actually bring that up for sure yeah especially you know because um just the implications of you know is it coincidence or consequence you know yes. like something happening shortly after yes and it's it's scary did um i, I was curious because you said um you know months had passed and then you were on this bus sharing stories did did it ever come up whenever uh, whenever you were on that ride and everybody was uh, no, it, it didn't come up um, on that ride, um, but I, I wanted to, to share that anecdote because uh, my friend Bert, uh, you know, again, he, he was like an older brother uh, to me, but also like an older brother, very mischievous, um, you know, uh, when we were doing, uh, you know, gym class or weightlifting and stuff like that. Uh, our gym teacher was a, a former wrestling coach at our high school, so um, you know Bert was a, a state champion, and so uh, for the last 15 minutes of, of PE, he would roll the roll the mat out, so we would have one small circle, and uh, proceed to use me as a, a wrestling dummy for uh, all intents and purposes, so he could he could practice his moves and stuff like that. So um, you know I. He, you know, he's he's a state champion, and, and so very, uh, very hard when you are uh, a brand new uh, wrestler to uh, try and defend yourself against somebody who's got years more experience and, and skills and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, so very very mischievous in life, and I think you know once his uh, spirit passed on, uh, you know, very very mischievous on the other side too. But that that was the only time that I've ever uh, encountered him uh, since right. that time. So, this con like, who else have you told this story to? Is just me or just you? Wow. Yeah. So exclusive right there. That's that's crazy. So. I I did not know that. Well, appreciate you sharing it first of all. Um, wow. So you think the um, the dream. And what happened those months later in that car where you saw your friend? You think those two uh, events were connected then? I, I think they are connected, and really I didn't put the, uh, put the pieces kind of together until um, after my uh, friend's uh, cancer diagnosis and, and recovery. Uh, and then it, it kind of hit me like, oh my goodness, like 
you know, did it, you know, first it's just kind of like, yeah, that's kind of a weird game. And then it's like, oh, okay, like, I saw a bird, like, that's a weird encounter. And then it's like, oh, shit, like, she got cancer, like, ooh, like, that, that, right, that may not have actually been a dream. Like, that, and it, again, it was very real um, in that moment. And, you know, as, as time played out, um, you know, I think uh, there is something to be said for, the encounter I had and the, and the choice I had to make and how that uh, played out in uh, real terms and in real time in, in my actual life. Yeah, just having to make a choice like that even in a dream, like, I wouldn't want to do it. That's... <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, uh, it was terrifying, scary. Uh, again, you know, something that I... I did not uh, it was a choice that I didn't want to have to make and, That'd be awful. Um, but I was not allowed to leave uh, that uh, space that I found myself in until I made the decision and then once the decision was made I was instantly back away so one thing I'm really curious about because you said it sounded like something um, on that drive something had hit the top of the car, like the roof of the car. Yes. How do you think that was connected to seeing your friend? Do you think they were connected at all, or...? Um... It, uh... I'm kind of speculating, but I, I think that, um, you know, just because of Bert's mischievous uh, personality, um, you know, I, I think that might have been maybe a prelude to him actually being able to uh, show himself or, or appear. Okay. Um, so, you know, you, you get the the, 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 the other phenomena uh, that lead up to, um, you know, uh, an apparition uh, or, right. uh, you know, a spirit showing itself. And I think, you know, sound, smells, uh, temperature changes, you know, things of that nature, I, I I think that those are kind of uh, precursors to, you know, they, they build up to something bigger um, happening. And I'm not sure if it was, uh, that definitely um, piqued my uh, anxiety. Um, and, and that might have been, uh, you know, that's emotional energy that, you know, after I were, after I was freaked out for so long, you know, it, it built up to a point then as I was starting to, to kind of come back down, that's when the uh, that's when I saw his face right. turn, look at me, smile, and then disappear in my passenger side window. That is an interesting thought, though. Like um, maybe starting small, trying to uh, affect your mental state, yeah. so that you become more susceptible, or it kind of opens up, yeah. almost like a doorway to be able to. Well, and and that would that would be you know another thing to think about is. How, how are these, um, you know, uh, beings, spirits, ghosts, um, you know, how are they, you know, is it, you know, just, uh, you know, something like, uh, you know, uh, a movie that plays back in time and they're just, they just go through the motions right. or, um, you know, are there uh, beings out there who uh, have a, understanding of what they are and use uh, the means available to them to 
uh, you know, draw or, uh, or manifest the energy that they need to, um, you know, make an appearance, impact, um, you know, uh, real world uh, people, objects, uh, and that type of thing. And I think that, you know, some of the, um, you know, uh, phenomena that you've uh, discovered through your investigations, I think that kind of kind of leads to, you know, uh, you know maybe there are, there are different types of ghosts, different right. types of beings. Because I know that kind of, I'm not sure if you've heard of the stone tape theory. Um, it's basically like if there's like a traumatic incident of the past, like the energy surrounding that seeps into almost like if it was a building, it seeps into the actual construction itself and it's almost recorded onto it like a tape yeah so that kind of energy and i guess those events that transpired yeah. can kind of replay in a way yeah so in, in yeah and, and so for you know for that event to happen you know number one you know we're, we're on that long bus ride everybody getting really freaked out uh and so that's creating this uh energy, I, I guess, uh, combined energy, um, you know, and then, you know, maybe, you know, for some reason or, or other, um, you know, taking my friend home who was the most scared out of all of us, even though he lived a block away in my truck, um, you know, maybe that energy transferred into, you know, the, the vehicle itself and then, um, you know, allowed the, the experience I had to, to, to take place. And the fact that he happened to manifest in the car like that, that does kind of like make it sound more like he was some kind of, he was an intelligent spirit because, I mean, I don't think that anything traumatic happened in the car or anything like that at any time. Yeah. So, I mean, that would kind of make me think that he intentionally, he would have hit the top of the car, get your attention, get yeah. your rattled, and then spook you. You know, <laughs> yeah, and, and but, you know, and he was he was very uh, mischievous in life too. I mean, he just uh, you know lived lived uh, life right on the edge. Um, you know, big brother. You know, definitely for me. And um, you know, the, the older siblings do tend to, to mess with the younger siblings in uh, unique ways. Uh, I've, right. I've got a younger brother myself, and I know that I have uh, found pretty uh, interesting ways to. Uh, so I probably should have already asked this, but when you saw him manifest, what did he look like? Was it just his face, or did you see his body? Did you see right through him? Like what was um, he wearing? So, so it, it was just it was just uh, his face. So kind of um, okay. you know, the the neck, kind of below the chin, um, and so as I turned, he was looking forward, kind of like. Um, you know, he's sitting in the passenger seat, um, and then his his face turned, looked at me, smiled, smiled and then uh, disappeared. So it was just a face. Yeah, yeah, just, just his face. But it would be, um, you know, if if he had actually been riding in in, in my truck, uh, that's where his face would have been. Right. Riding, so that's pretty crazy. Shoot. So, but I, uh, I appreciate you having me uh, be on be on your uh, website. Huge fan. Uh, you know, I, I, I love uh, I love reading. 
um, you know, about uh, you know, the different investigations that you do. I think you do a great job of um, you know, trying to uh, debunk uh, honestly, you know, or recreate the phenomena that uh, you've detected. Um, so I, I do like that transparency uh, that you provide. Um, there are a lot of uh, reality type shows that I think, you know, when, when people think para psychology, paranormal investigations, um, you know, uh, I worry that, you know, the, the, um, the, the real, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say hobbyist, but I'll, I'll say enthusiast, um, kind of gets a bad rap from some of the more scripted, um, you know, reality type TV shows that are out there. So thank you for, for being honest uh, with your audience and, and for presenting, uh, you know, the facts as, uh, as you perceive them. I'm, you know, always been interested in it, you know, and I'm sure there's a lot of entertainment shows out there, but I feel like you never really know because of that who's, like, talking it up, you know, faking, and the only real way to, to know is to do it, you know, to try and find out for yourself. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the EMF Podcast. I hope that you all enjoyed this story. And I definitely hope to do this more and to hear more stories and experiences that people have to share. But until next time, this has been Episode 3, Coincidence or Consequence. I'm your host, Ron King, and I hope that you all have a wonderful day. Stay spooky, everybody.